a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. Could you please give us a kind of a run through of what SF6 does uh, for those people who might not have heard of it? Yes, of course, yes. Uh, SF6 is the um, chemical name for sulfur hexafluoride. Uh, this is a synthetic man made gas um, which doesn't occur in the natural world. It's been used extensively in a number of applications over time. Uh, specifically now tends to be used in the uh, medium and high voltage electrical switchgear industry. has some really good properties that make it suitable for that. So first of all, it's an excellent thermal insulator. And if we look back, it used to be used, for example, as, a, as an insulation medium in double glazing because it prevented the heat escaping from the home. In between the glass? In between the glass, yes. Uh, the, the molecular structure is very large, so it doesn't leach through materials like rubber, which means it's really good for pumping things up. So it used to be used to fill things like tennis balls, car tyres, even the uh, sort of the air soles on, on trainers used to be filled with, with SF6. It's uh, chemically inert, so it doesn't react with other substances. It's non-toxic in its pure form. Um, but its real sort of um, killer USP, and I use that advisedly, <laughs> is that uh, it um, a, a very, very, has a very high dielectric strength. And the more pressure you have, the higher that dielectric strength is. And what that means is it's a really good electrical insulator. So if you use it in electrical switchgear, it means that conductors that would possibly spark over in free air can be pushed much closer together, which makes that switchgear much more compact easier to install and easier to manage. So that's why it's traditionally been used in electrical switchgear. So in real terms, where would that be? At a power plant or a shop or my house? Uh, not in your home, uh, but, but all through the distribution and transmission network. So if we talk about the UK, the distribution network, there are some variations, but typically 11,000 or 33,000 volts is the distribution system voltage. The transmission system runs at 132, 275 or 400,000 volts. So from that 11,000 volts all the way up to the 400,000 volts, then you'd find switchgear containing SF6 gas. And then below that, then it would usually be air insulated, air insulated switchgear. So I said that it has some really good qualities that make it suitable for those applications. However, it does come with a few buts. And, and one of them particularly is a fairly colossal but and that is that it has a staggeringly high global warming potential. Um, in the Kyoto Protocol, they identified a range of gases called greenhouse gases, which we've all heard of. And effectively, that's a gas which in the atmosphere absorbs infrared radiation from the Earth and then radiates it back to the Earth instead of allowing it to pass through and escape in, in, into space. Uh, of course, the most abundant greenhouse gas, as we all know, is, is carbon dioxide. So what was done was to look at the global warming effect of one kilogram of carbon dioxide and say, OK, that has this defined effect on climate change, on, on global warming. Uh, and now we're going to look at all of the other gases and say, compared to this baseline index of one for carbon dioxide, what do the other gases look like? And of those, the fluorinated gases were the highest indexes for global warming, or GWP, they call it global warming potential. Uh, and of the fluorinated gases, sulfur hexafluoride was by far and away the most potent gas. In fact, it's the most potent greenhouse gas known to man with a global warming potential of, of 23,500. So that means one kilogram of SF6 leaked to the atmosphere is the same impact as 23,500 kilograms 
of, of carbon dioxide. Wow. Well, and we don't hear that much about it, considering. No, we don't. It's, it's, it's not been a well-publicised or well-understood problem, but the scale of it is, is colossal. Um, if, if we think that, because people say, well, well, does it get into the atmosphere? Yes, I'm afraid it does. Well, I was just so, about to ask you, how does it leak? Uh, well, the switchgear has, has seals in it, and whilst they try and seal it as tight as they can, those seals do, over time, with thermal uh, cycling and so on, they, they do degrade and it does leak out of them. It can leak due to uh, malfunctions and, and uh, you know, just equipment breaking. Um, there was a there was a, a, a problem at Connors Key substation on, nat- on the national grid system uh, in 2018, where 73 kilograms of SF6 were leaked to the atmosphere because of a cracked insulator. So it happens. And in fact, on a European scale, the amount of SF6 that, that was leaked in 2017 was 6.73 million tonnes of carbon dioxide equivalent. So that's huge, but it's quite hard to visualise. So if we put that into into terms that perhaps bring that to life, that would be equivalent to there having been an extra 1.3 million passenger vehicles on the road during 2017. And those 1.3 million vehicles having collectively driven 15 billion miles. So the scale of the problem is large, but it's very little uh, spoken about and certainly not until very recently been in the in the mainstream media. Is the government and industry you know working to tackle that because it sounds like a big problem? Well c- certainly as Eton we've been campaigning for, for banning of SF6 for quite a long time and m- most other voices are now joining us in that discussion as well. Um, the, um, the EU Commission banned fluorinated gases some years ago uh, which included SF6, so we no longer see it in those applications I mentioned, like double glazing and, and tennis balls and so on. But the electrical switchgear industry argued very strongly that uh, there was no viable alternative to SF6 on the market. Now, that's something that we disagreed with at the time, but the industry collective voice was strong, and so they were granted an, an extension to that. So not, not a... a, a um, not, not a complete outright, <laughs> yes, you can continue using it, but a, a stay of execution, if you like. Um, and that's now coming to an end. In fact, on the 1st of July 2020, the EU Commission has got to report back uh, uh, to assess whether there are uh, commercially um, you know, cost-competitive, if you like, solutions, technically feasible, uh, energy-efficient and reliable alternatives to using SF6 gas. And we would say certainly at distribution voltages, the answer is an emphatic yes. Uh, if we look at those different um, different points in, for, in, 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 in terms of cost competitive, uh, at the moment there is a, uh, a sm- small cost increase for SF6 free switch. It's around about 20% versus uh, an SF6 equivalent. But that's not because there's some particular sort of rare earth mineral or some expensive manufacturing process that we need to do. It's down to manufacturing scale to volume. Next one, is it energy efficient? Well, there's no uh, no greater losses from an SF6 free piece of switchgear versus one with SF6. In fact, we'd probably argue that it's more energy efficient because if you have SF6 in your switchgear, you have an obligation to travel to site, to maintain that, to inspect it, to test it, to top it up if it's leaked, and then you've got a, d- a difficult disposal process at the end of life. Um, so, so that's something that to, to consider. And then is it, is it um, reliable? Well, yes, as I said, we've got over 100,000 ring main units alone out there on the, on the network being used. And in fact, it's probably more reliable because it's better 
suited to frequent switching operations, particularly when it's used, you know, that happens when they're used for things like solar farms and, and wind farms, which I know have been discussed in the, in the media recently. So you convinced me, but why isn't the whole industry using it then? I, I think it's really a case of uh, status quo. Uh, inertia is difficult to change. Um, I th we now see, I mean, we, we've been long championing it, but all of the major switchgear manufacturers now offer SF6 free alternatives. So there's perfectly uh, commercially available systems at scale. So there really isn't a reason why it can't be used. It's just, a I think it needs that regulation change. And we're hoping that we'll, we'll see that happen with this review from the European Commission in, in July next year. What do we do with all the assets that are out there? Well, with the assets that are out there, they, they will undoubtedly continue to remain in service and continue to be maintained. Older ones will, will be replaced over lifetime. And I don't think we would necessarily advocate removing all of those because actually the removal process itself, there will be some, some spillage and some, some leakage during that process. But certainly for new switchgear, there is no justifiable reason for continuing to use SF6, certainly up to 36,000 volts. And so we're calling for that to be completely uh, regulated against, to be phased out uh, from tomorrow, wouldn't be too late. So actually the scale of the problem is much bigger than just the renewables. That's an important part of it. It's one that can be addressed very easily today, um, but it's not the whole picture. I think the renewables one is just, that's the one that shocks people because they think of it as clean and then that you hear they have this gas which is 23 it, times as potent as CO2. 23,500 times, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, they, they do. And, and it is, it's a shocking statistic. And, and really, I mean, to, to me, it's, it's shocking that the, the gas is used today at all in these applications. Mm -hmm.